I started coffee with humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys meet together, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. And destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans, sharing the journey and making the world a better place. Hey, we are live here with Matt Mormon, my new friend. We don't even know each other yet. This is Coffee with Humans Live here on a Tuesday night. Welcome to our viewers. Matt, also welcome to Coffee with Humans. Hey, Jason. How are you? I am doing well. So yeah. we don't know each other, and I don't know why you click the button to have coffee with me, because I, I don't actually know why anybody does, but... Why did you do it? <laughs> well, um, yeah, a friend of mine said that I might want to have coffee with you and, um, you know, have a little conversation and uh, see where it leads us. So, yeah. Yeah. Was there something that was uh, burning in your heart when you, when you clicked the button and you thought conversation? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now and, um, you know, love to share my story a little bit and, you know, kind of wrap out with you about that and, you know, kind of go from there, you know. I mean, the world's a, definitely a different place right now. So, yeah, that's totally true. Which, you know, we had the opportunity to talk just very briefly before before we get on this. And that's why I started with coffee. That's why I started Coffee with Humans. It was a way to connect with people uh, around the world, really, just to have conversations to, uh, I don't know, to have uh, a method of connection that seemed easy to people. Uh, so I'm making friends all over the all over the planet. I love it. One live stream at a time. <laughs> That's the new thing, man. I used to record them all, and then uh, I put them in these little excerpts, and then and then uh, I would push them out uh, in these little excerpts. And each one is viewed like sixteen hundred times, and it was super cool. But it's so it was a lot of it was a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, so now, now we're now we're just live, and we call it good this way. We're doing the live thing, and it's kind of like a maybe maybe it'll become like a talk show thing. Oh, perfect. The live stream talk show to LinkedIn. I like that. Facebook, YouTube. Yeah, I, I could see that. That's awesome. Well, well, well. host, I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got you already. You don't even know me and I got you. I feel like we can do this. Well, I told you we're going to be friends at the end of this. So <laughs> I feel good about it. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. So do I. Well, that's why I asked you to live stream because you you were just going to, you were going to come on there and say, hey, I'm testing out this live stream thing. You want to be on there, so you were you were supportive about that. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So your story, what do you what do you? Uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued by this because I know the guy who who told you we should talk, and sure. he's all about he's all about making meaningful connections. So yeah. what? Tell me about your story. What's up? Oh, my story. Um, you know, I mean, so where do I start? Um, you know, I grew up in Bakersfield, California. You know, different kind of place. Um, 
back, you know, a little bit, I guess, how do I say this? Uh, you know, a little bit rough and things like that. They moved to Colorado, different things like that. And, um, kind of grew through that and, uh, you know, been through different businesses, different entrepreneurships and stuff like that. And, um, definitely had some struggles on the way, um, you know, mental health wise, um, you know, and learning how to cope with that. Um, you know, some of those things have, uh, you know, I've had to learn as time has gone on and, um, you know, going through that has been, um, you know, one of the toughest challenges of my life. Um, you know, I'm on, I'm finally on the, you know, the other side of where I was. And, um, you know, I guess that's the start of my story and we can kind of go from there. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is a difficult task. I've been, I've done the entrepreneurial thing for a long time. Sure. And I feel, I feel like every, every setback is a learning opportunity, but also it just sort of kicks your ass and, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, the ass kicking is definitely there, but it's definitely a learning opportunity if you allow it to be there. So, yeah. um, you know, I definitely got my ass kicked a little bit in life, but, um, you know, you have to maintain a positive outlook and, you know, kind of everything you do. Um, at the end of the day, if you learn from something, you know, that's a valuable experience in the end. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> feel like it when you're going through it, though. No, it doesn't. No, it feels like a cop out. It feels yeah. like you're lying to me, so I don't give up. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that would be the case in some instances, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you're continuing to move forward, I feel like um, you know, good things happen. Yeah. So, what did you get? What what kind of entrepreneurial things have you done? Um, well, I was in the cannabis industry for about eight years, um, so I had a couple dispensaries. Uh, ended up on MSNBC for that. Um, after that, I got into real estate. Um, before that, I did mortgages for about eight years. Um, you know, so I've kind of been all over the board. It's mainly been real estate and cannabis. So you want to talk about some stressful jobs? I, I chose both. You know, and then I was like, oh well, I got, I'm going to get out of you know get out of mortgages because it's government regulation, and then jumped into cannabis, which all of a sudden they woke up and said, no, we're going to take this over. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's those those things seem a far cry from one another. The only the only thread I can draw between them is that if there's a growing operation, it has to be done in a basement. I don't know. I, no, 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 no. This this was a twenty five thousand square foot warehouse that I ended up building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ended up getting huge. We we started in this little basement back in the day in a old rental house I had, and then that turned into this freaking you know massive giant warehouse so well that's good because i was, it was i was remembering breaking bad where yeah. they need a place to put stuff and it was like pest control and they'd cover the whole house and then they'd move all their stuff in there and then you know the, the then they move it all back out and open it up and it was all these fake pest control operations that they were yeah no we had a little cabinet for our pests but i uh, know the plants were wide open everybody could see them I, I think the i think the satellite could see how much power we we were using out of that freaking place i mean this thing was on fire with the amount of lights we were using so why did you get out of that for eight years seems like an awful long time i don't i don't have a good timeline of of all that stuff why'd you get out of it uh it was time for me to move on I'm, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to get into too many details with that, but um, yeah, time for me to move on into a new part of my life. 
Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've moved on now into real estate, uh, kind of got into that and, um, you know, that's been going well for me so far and, uh, you know, we just keep moving along. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my short answer. So no. <laughs> that's fine. That's a circuitous route. I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you know, as, as you move from mortgage, what was it? Mortgages to cannabis to now sell homes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I sell homes. So. so what do you like better? Oh, out of the three, I definitely don't like mortgages. That would be my last out of the two. Um, cannabis some days, real estate some days. It really just depends. Um, I, I honestly love what I do now. Um, you know, the, it, there's something special about helping another person kind of get into a home. Um, you know, and I kind of just enjoy that lifestyle now. Um, cannabis, I got kind of involved in more things than I probably should have. Um you know, totally my fault. I mean, it wasn't anybody but my own, my own fault inside of that. Um, so when that happened, um, you know, it was kind of a time for me to move in a different direction and kind of, you know, change my life in a lot of ways, I guess. So, yeah. so you made a conscious, conscious decision to reinvent. Or yeah, it was a, a reinvention. Not to say there's anything wrong with the cannabis industry. I still have a lot of friends in there and um, nothing but love for them, but uh, for me, it was just, it was really just time to move on. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. There are those, there are those seasons in, I think for an entrepreneur of a guy with your, uh, your desire to, to kind of do new things, eventually you have to, eventually have to cycle through something and, sure. and move on to something new or it's, you know, you're not being true probably to yourself. No, I, well, you know, and then, you know, partnerships can be tough and stuff like that. So there, there was parts on that that, you know, um, needed to kind of move away from. So, yeah. um, you know, there, there's multiple reasons inside of it. Oh. So, you know, ended up basically, um, you know, getting a real estate license, said, all right, I'm going to give this a shot because I was a mortgage person for a long time. And I knew that I didn't want to get back into that real estate industry and then be held by anybody but myself. And then kind of went from there to real estate. And, you know, I'm, I really enjoy it. Just, um, you know, there's a lot of parts I really do enjoy. Yeah. What? So you, you have your own company or what do you, what do you do? Well, I'm a broker. I'm a broker for a company called EXP. And then basically, um, you know, so I'm, I'm an independent broker, but I do have a company I work under. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it. That's cool. So yeah. you're a real estate agent and help people find homes for themselves. Yeah. Homes. And, uh, you know, I have a huge marketing background, so, um, I'm actually looking at some different things with CBD as far as marketing some companies there. Um, you know, which is kind of back into my old sector, but it's a little bit different, you know, CBD is doing major, major things for, uh, people with anxiety, different ailments and stuff like that. My opinion on it, big pharma is basically trying to beat them down and keep them away from helping people because you can grow that in comparison to them supplying everything on, you know, and making you go through the drug companies. So. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of in my perception that things have been slowed down so the big pharma can figure out what they're doing with it. Yeah. Yeah. The government gets involved in things and it's just kind of like, you know, who's got the most money and then, you know, they'll try to knock it, knock those kind of things down, even though they may work and there's no real side effects inside of these, but you know, for whatever reason, a law is passed to 
kind of stop that. And I still haven't figured out why that is. Well, I guess money, in my opinion, from the government yeah. is the reason that happens. So yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not close enough to it. I mean, I, I've got one friend in, uh, who, who does CBD. She's got a growing operation, the big farm. They bought a, they bought a farm. She and her partner bought a farm and they, they, uh, grow plants and, and sell CBD products. And I, I'm, I'm a believer in, in CBD. A friend of mine, uh, sells CBD products at, at retail and he gave me some to test and huge, huge changes. Really. I was, I had some stuff I was suffering from at the time sure. and he helped and he gave me a bunch of research and all that type of stuff. And I'm kind of that guy, like I need the research behind it to believe it. Sure. So, so when I was involved with it and stuff like that, um, we would donate, um, you know, different CBD products to, you know, kids with epilepsy, different things like that. And, and just the way it worked was tremendous. So there, there was just such benefits out of it. And, you know, what people don't always understand is, you know, you might need a little THC based on an ailment to allow that CBD to react. So, you know, there's a lot of really, really good benefits that, you know, is kind of hidden from the general public. Well, I kind of think that with social media and just the ability for all of us to kind of really have this discussion, you know, it's starting to get on the forefront a little bit. Yeah. Have you found, have you found that people are apprehensive to have that discussion around CBD? Well, definitely not in Colorado. I'm in Colorado. I mean, we're, you know, we're pretty much legal here in every way, shape or form. So, um, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to choose that? Would you rather have a Xanax, which is by big pharma, you know, completely addictive dangerous, the whole nine yards, or would you choose a CBD oil or even, you know, cannabis to basically eliminate that ailment? Well, obviously a hundred times, well, if you thought about it, you would go with the CBD and the, you know, cannabis compared to a, you know, pharmaceutical that you're hooked, addicted, you know, all kinds of things with. Yeah. It's got such a bad rap. There's a, there's a perception, there's a public perception, I think with very little, uh, very little, I don't want to say facts, but personal experience, right? So it's very little, people have very little personal experience and then yet they have a perception about, you know, CBD and, you know, that must be bad for us. Sure. Because that's what we've been taught. And I break that stigma. Reefer madness back in the day, you know, it was a, it was definitely, you know, I remember they had the, you know, these, photo, you know, these pictures and, you know, the mom is going crazy. Everybody's going crazy. And I'm like, that doesn't happen. When does that happen? It never does. So, you know, that, that is, um, you know, it's a huge stigma that, you know, hopefully will be lifted over time and people will basically go, man, I could even technically grow this in my house. And, you know, they may not be able to afford all these crazy medications that they give you. And then you have a side effect that has a side effect that has a side effect you know, I mean, I think it's hilarious that, you know, whenever you have a commercial on, it's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, this has to be this with this and you might be shaking and everything else like that. And by the way, this is great for you. You know, like, how is that great for you? Well, this one doesn't do that, you know? So I haven't figured out the whole, you know, it's a, it's, it's an unfortunate thing that basically my opinion, you know, the government has used lobbyists and, you know, different ways of doing things and money has taken over our health, 
you know, so that's, that's just my personal opinion on it. But you know, that's, that's kind of what I've seen honestly with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've had some up, up close and personal experience with it, which I think a lot of people have not. So, you know, uh, you know, for me, I've got some, a bit of personal experience with it and I think it's valuable. Sure. Uh, But, you know, I think people have to, people have to ease into new mindsets and ease into change. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think that basically if we put, you know, the next debate, maybe we can give Trump and Biden a little CBD before they go at it. And, uh, you know, maybe that'll calm it down a little bit and we won't need as much mute buttons quite so much. It kind of felt like maybe somebody had, had brought like a bee's nest into there and everybody was trying to, What's yeah, that? what was that? It was like a hornet. They were both like, ah, oh, I can't even hear you. What are you even talking about? You know, it was crazy. I'm like, you know, <laughs> the gimmicks getting to everybody these days. The government, you know, the whole nine yards, it's it's out of control. So it is a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that no. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. So yeah, it's definitely a we'll see. Your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, you you mentioned that you know you had setbacks and you you've got some learning experiences in there, some mental health issues. Uh, I was talking with um, Mark Metry. Mark Metry has a top 100 podcast. He he wrote a book called Screw Being Shy, which was released sometime in the spring. And then I'm also connected up with a guy named Glenn Marsden. Uh, he's got a campaign called the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, and it's all about changing the stigma of mental health in the workplace primarily sure um, because the idea that we are human and have struggles we seem to we seem to want to divorce that from the fact that we are employees and need to get stuff done and like we should shut that down we should shut down our human sides to ourselves and just work and perform uh but it's a real struggle and it's like it's actually a struggle for a lot of high performers and that we get caught. I'll lump myself in there. We get caught in a loop of um, not sure if it's performance anxiety. I was doing some decompression on, on some of this today, which is kind of timely, but what are your, what's, what's been your experience? Why did you bring that up? Why did you bring that topic up? You know, I kind of think it's important, you know, and I have battled with this. I mean, it's been something that, um, you know, it's been a, I think the learning experience inside mental health issues is the hardest part to getting where you can be today. Um, I got, I had a head injury about four years ago, uh, got hit in the temple with a golf ball, had an acute subdermal hematoma, um, freak accident on the golf course. Um, and that basically kind of changed my life. Um, you know, I worked 24 seven, didn't, you know, it was just nothing, but nothing, but nothing, but, um, and then basically out of that, I, I would start, I, I ended up crashing and, I, and I've crashed a few times through this. And, uh, you know, there's the learning curve inside of when that happens and, and recognizing, especially as guys, um, we're afraid to reach out to people, I think, a little bit more than anybody else. Because, you know, whatever, we have to be stronger. We have to show this. We have to show that. And uh, I realized I can't do that you know, and I have to stop sometimes, Um, you know, and what I'm starting to realize is my work performance is actually going up due to the fact that, you know, I am stopping and 
am speaking with people and, um, you know, taking that time out and having to be vulnerable with your friends and just be like, Hey, I kind of need you, you know? And, um, that's been the hardest thing for me, um, to realize that that's a part of my life that has to be in place for it to work. Yeah. Why do you think that guys have a harder time with that? Is I, that I mean, girl, is it a, is it a I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Cause I don't know their perspective on this, but um, for me, at least it was just really hard to reach out. You know, when you get in your own head and um, you don't, I, I guess you don't allow yourself to process through that and you try to fight through it and um, it, it doesn't end well, you know, um, that's been at least my experience through that. And, and I think that what gives me hope is the fact that I realize now that, you know, those people that I have behind me are, are, you know, so special to me now that, that I, Hey, I need you, you know, or whatever that is, you know, um, and it doesn't happen on a regular basis or anything else like that, but I do have to do it. And, and recognizing that, you know, this is, this is a part of my journey. It's a part of my story. And, and, you know, if I can help somebody grow through that, you know, that's a blessing. And that's one of the biggest things, you know, and if we can help somebody else through our own experiences, you know, that's, that's what life's about. What do you think that thought process does? What's the, what's the reason for that thought process? When you, when you say, if we can use these bad experiences and, and someone else can learn through them, is that, is that a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is that just kind of a, a throwaway or is it, or is it a belief? Is it like, I, how do you say that to, in your own head? Do you go, is it a, is an assertive comment to yourself that you will believe it? Or is it something that you just know? Where's that, where's that land for you when you say those words? Well, I've had to learn from other people. So, you know, I've had people reach out to me through some of my experiences and they've reached out to me to show me kind of, you know, this is how you can deal with this stuff. So, and, and it is possible because, you know, I've got it, I, it, it's gotten to the point where I could, I, you know, I didn't think this was possible to get where I am today. Um, you know, so if you can be someone that can help the next person through this, you know, it's, it's, it's important, you know, and, and realizing that, you know, it's something that you, you know, it's like having diabetes and stuff. And, and yeah, I have to take some medication sometimes. Oh, well, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you can still perform at a high level and you can still do things just like everybody else, you know, and you're not different. You know, there's a lot of vulnerability for me inside of that. Um, you know, a lot of fear, you know, and, uh, I don't have that anymore. It's kind of like, you know what, this is, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to be around me, you know? Um, but if you know who I am, you know, you know, that person, you know, how did you get to that point where you, can so casually say, Hey, I, you know, I know this is who I am and you don't have that fear anymore. Where, how'd you break through that? The first time I've ever even talked about it really on anything. So, you know, this is really the, you know, as far as like something on a social media platform or anything else like that, this is really my first time ever even having a huge conversation about it, but, but I've had conversations with my friends and stuff and, you know, just kind of telling them, you know, that, you know, it is hard sometimes to have that judgment, you know, and, uh, cause you, you hear it, 
you know, you, you will hear it. And, uh, you know, when people say it doesn't, you know, um, but, I, but I've had to realize that, um, you know, and that's taken some time for yeah. me to get there. And it's, and it's pretty recent to where it's kind of like, you know, I am who I am and I can perform at a high level and I do perform at a high level, you know, and, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, there's a, and I, I guess part of it too is, you know, you're seeing athletes come out with this stuff and different people kind of come out with this stuff and, um, you know, that makes it easier as well, you know. Um, it's, it's not something that, uh, it's it, at, at this point in my life, um, you know, when it first happens and things like that, you're like, what just happened? And, um, you know, it, it does take a, it's a, it's a, it's a learning. It really is. It, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily, you know, one and done or two and done and stuff like that. But, you know, over time you'll, you'll begin to learn, you know, triggers and, and things that you have to do to, you know, um, to the point where, you know, I got into fitness pretty heavy. Um, you know, that was a huge part of where I am today and, you know, really learning that balance, you know, there's a balance inside of this and, you know, really trying to stay in a positive note. And, um, you know, the people keep that you keep around you are one of the most important things inside of learning how to deal with this, you know? And, and like I said, those people for me are just absolutely special. And, um, you know, I hold them dearly, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think this idea of mental health, uh, Mark, the word comes to my mind that Mark, Mark calls it brain health. Sure. And he thought that, you know, the, the word brain health is kind of interesting because it's physical characteristic. And there's so many things about our bodies that, our bodies are so holistic, um, holistically regulated that the the physical organ of the brain is affected by, like you said, it's affected by working out, it's affected by food, it's affected by environment, it's affected by all these things, which then which then can help or lead to um, other you know manifestations of poor brain health. Uh, they've done studies on kids with ADHD and and uh, people who you know have anxiety and stuff, and it, and changing diets has led to significant effect. Huge, huge. That's been the biggest thing. I, I'm telling you, that's the biggest thing for me that I've basically figured out is you know go out in nature, go hike. You know, make sure I have. You know, I got to hit the gym, you know, four times a week. You know, my physical health is is as much for my mental health as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was probably, I would say I was probably 30, 35 pounds heavier about a year and a half ago. Wow. You know, and uh, just started doing that. And, you know, because when we exhaust our body, we also exhaust our mind, you know, and that physical activity, you know, really does do a, a, a big service for people when they're dealing with these mental health issues, you know, and knowing that basically, all right, well, I don't want to get out of the house. You know, I don't want to get out of the house. I feel, you know, I'm anxious. I feel like everybody is, you know, against me. They don't want to be around me. Any of those things. That's when you have to basically say, you know what, I got to go to the gym, you know, or I got to go get out, you know, and um, keeping that outlook on a, on a weekly basis is, is for me at least is, incredibly important. But then there's also the point where sometimes I have to say, wait a minute, slow down. I need some friends, you know, and, you know, and, and that combination has became, you know, really the, the learning curve that I've needed, you know? 
I think we all go, we all go through that. So, I mean, kudos to you. I want to honor the space that you're in where you're, you know, talking about this thing in a very public, you know, very public forum. Uh, for me, you know, I've, I struggle with a lot of, uh, I don't know, sort of self doubt or, uh, uh, fear of judgment or something like that. Sure. Fear of, I think fear of public failure is actually, I think what I struggle with most. And, and so for me to, you know, for me to be on, you know, I have all my stuff on LinkedIn. That's one thing for me to go on to Facebook. It's entirely different. And, you know, cause that, a lot of people on Facebook know, know me, the people I'm connected with know me. And that's very, to me, that's very vulnerable, you know, cause uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily have all my shit together and, and, Why? and yet in this space, as I move my life forward and from day, day to day and, you know, this coffee with humans thing and, it's vulnerable for me to, to be out in front. Um, and to know, I think part of it is to know and have some, some assurance that the experiences that I've had and the skill sets that I've uh, obtained through that, the, the knowledge, the changes that I've made are, have, have given me much, uh, give me a value, right? Give me a value that I just want to pass along. I want to make sure that I want to make sure that's useful to somebody else. Like you said, it, right. You're, you're using all the same words, which actually I, I spent two hours processing today with a friend. Uh, this, just this concept of like, okay, so you don't have it all together, but how are you going to move forward? What are you going to do with it? Well, how will you use this gift? And don't, why would you be afraid? How selfish would it be? to take the things that you know or things that you have and hide them instead of putting them out there. It, it hurts you and hurts everybody else. It does. You know, it really does. Um, you know, cause you'll hold it in and you know, it's, it's there no matter what you do. Um, but when you hold it in it, you know, and you know, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more outgoing with, other people, friends, you know, people at work, different stuff like that. They kind of know what's going on. And, um, you know, it's been a major blessing, just the, you know, the people I have around me and in, in that kind of thing. And, uh, um, but when you're, when you finally allow yourself to be vulnerable inside of something, it makes it so much easier to basically deal with, you know, and, um, you know, you have to realize too, you, you may not have everybody, you know, some people think this is taboo and, some, th some people think, oh, this is just a show. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's something that does happen. Does it make me, you know, am I crazy? Absolutely not, you know, but it's something I deal with and have to manage on a regular basis, you know, and 99% of the time I'm fine, you know, but there's that 1% that, you know, it was originally more than 1%, but we've gotten, you know, down the road, as I've learned coping skills, meditation, you know, going to the, you know, those kind of different things that, um, you know, have really benefited me, um, you know, to, to get me kind of where I am today, you know? Yeah. And as you've, I'm sure you've seen kind of, as you share that fear, the initial fear of, if I talk about this, everybody's going to turn their back on me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't think, you know, the people that are around me, I don't think they're going to turn their back on me, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, some people may, you know, say, oh, well, 
we can use this or whatever, you know, you know, being in real estate stuff, that's fine. Enjoy yourself. But um, for me at this point, you know, there it, 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 life's about two things, you know, life's about your relationships you have with others. And if you can help others, you know, through journeys that you have and, you know, God bless the people that didn't have to go through, you know, some of the stuff I've had to go through to get where I am now, but I did. So, you know, why not use those experiences to, you know, benefit somebody else that has gone through it themselves, you know, and, or, or are going through it themselves. You know, I lost my best friend to this, you know, I mean, he killed himself with me on the phone, you know, and, um, that was the hardest thing I've ever been through, you know? And, um, so knowing that and seeing those kind of things and my, if I do have the ability to reach out to some people, absolutely. You know, my, my private messages and stuff like that, they're always open for people. And I have quite a bit of that, you know, at this point, I have to sometimes censor it, but um, you know, when people do reach out, I'm always willing to talk to them just cause, Hey, you know, this is, I get it. You know, I get where you're coming from. And, and sometimes it's just that I get where you're coming from and I know where you're at and you're going to get through it, you know, and, and that's can be huge for somebody. You know? and, it's, and it's especially important, I think, from a person who has traveled that path, the person who's already walked the path. That's really the only person who has any business saying, Hey, I'm, as you go down this path, I'm waiting for you, dude. I'm like, I know the way that's really the only person. Cause everybody else is just like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Those are great words, but you don't know what I'm going through Un unless they did. And then it's like, Oh, and there's such great comfort. And I think, I think what you're talking about is this idea that we have to, we have to be able to share with one another so that, so that other people know it's okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, how is, you know, when that person is basically like, I'm dealing with this, their family doesn't understand it. Nobody understands it. You don't, you know, they don't understand it. But when you can kind of grab somebody and just say, Hey, you know, I get it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you know, the questions to ask somebody, you know, it's a different world. You know, I don't care what kind of psych psychologist, anything else like that, you know, comes around at the end of the day, somebody that basically understands what they're going through has the ability to talk to them a little bit easier than kind of anybody else. You know, yeah. it's, it's just the truth. Cause you can say, I relate to you. I get you. And here's how you can get there, you know? And um, you know, what I've kind of had to do out of this is um, you know, going through this, I, I, I got a decent sized support group. I never talked about them, none of that stuff like that, but you know, those are people that I can kind of, Hey, you know, and they get it you know, and, um, knowing how to get through that is one of the biggest, it's, it's a huge, there's, I feel like there's milestones inside of this, you know? Um, and you know, when you fall, get back up, you know, and then, you know, you may fall again and then get back up, but there becomes a time where you kind of just start really feeling like you're, you know, kind of moving along inside of this, you know? Yeah. Reminds me of, uh, one of the first, it might have been the first coffee with humans I ever did. I didn't have the uh, presence of mind to record it, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going to have coffee with a guy by the name of Frank King. Frank King, he's on LinkedIn. He has an international speaking gig, uh, and he talks about his, his struggle is what he calls um, recurring suicidal ideation. And in Frank's mind, 
for whatever reason, he thought he was nuts. He thought he was absolutely crazy and he refused to talk to anybody about it. He termed it this way and I, the story goes something like this. He says, well, you know, you, we could do a couple different things. He says, if, I, if, if I'm going down the road and I you know, have a flat tire, he says, you know, a, a, a sane, he, a quote unquote, you know, sane, non-crazy person, normal person, whatever, would say, well, I'll change the tire or I'll call AAA. But in Frank's mind, he says, well, my mind goes like this. I could change the tire. I could uh, call AAA or I could kill myself and be done with it all. And in every in kind of like in every situation, Frank has that thought in the back of his mind, which is something that I don't, you know, I, I don't know how to relate to, but Frank decided to start talking about this and he actually became a comedian around it. And he, so he talks about this and jokes about it and has written books. And he says, he says, you watch at, at the end of every, at the end of every speech, there'll be seven, eight people walk up to me at the end and say, I thought I was crazy. And I'm so thankful that you came out and talked to me about, you know, said, said this about yourself. I know I'm not. And how, what do I do now? And completely, it's like revolutionizing people's lives because there are people who struggle with things like this that they're never going to talk about. They will never say it. They certainly won't say it in the workplace. And they're not going to say it to their friends because people go, you're nuts. Sure. Right. But they're val They are valuable people. And, and if Frank didn't speak out, how would they know? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So, you know, and, um, a lot of that is basically, it is hard. I mean, I, I gotta say there, there's a, you know, especially at the beginning, I mean, I, I can't tell you how hard it is to really, first of all, you have to come to come to terms with yourself as far as dealing with this, you know, you have to come to terms with yourself. Um, and then there's the learning process. And then there's the real, then there's the realization that, you know, the lifestyle that you may have lived is you have to get rid of that. You know, that lifestyle has to be gone, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, I try, I'm trying more and more and I'm still not perfect at it as far as, um, you know, getting to bed at a certain time, these kind of things, you know, uh, uh, you know, more of a peaceful lifestyle as far as, you know, and I, I guess, trust me, I was a little bit wild back in the day anyways. So that needed to chill out in the first place. So um, I've done that and, um, you know, and then have continued to grow through that. And, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, if you're drinking and partying and whatever you're doing, and a lot of people cope with these kind of things through that, you know, and what they may not realize is they're trying to basically mask what's going on with them, you know? And when you mask what's going on with yourself, um, you know, on a regular basis, party, 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 things like that, that's causes a much bigger crash and things like that. So you also can't learn how to deal with this if you're doing that because you're not sober enough to understand your mind. Right. So that's the next part of this is, you know, when I finally kind of, you know, stop partying, stop doing all the things I was kind of doing. That's when things got easier for me to, to learn, um, you know, really how to do this, you know? Right. And it's because to make any change, whether it's a, whether it's kind of, it's like a significant change, uh, uh, in terms of mental, mental health or brain health, or whether it's a, you know, personal, personal shift 
whether it could be some, something even very simple or not that very simple, but you know, I want to eat healthier or if I want to, you know, challenge myself in a new position, any, anytime we have to go through a change, we have to assess ourselves. And if yeah. we're not putting ourselves in a mental state by taking care of our bodies to be able to properly assess ourselves, then we, we will make a bet. We will make bad, bad judgment, bad judgment calls in that moment. And I think, I think we don't, it's, it's, um, I think it's important to surround ourselves with people. I think that's one of the big keys. It's important to surround ourselves with people who can help us make those judgment calls um, because it's impossible to make it in a vacuum. And it's really, it, and it's really impossible to make it in the presence of other people who are not also making good decisions. Yeah. It makes it, it makes it much more difficult as far as um, you know, going through that for sure, you know, and then, you know, like I said, and then there's the other part of it is, you know, if you have to take medications and things like that, you have to understand the medication reactions and even being sober or, you know, having a few drinks or whatever, it, not having that partying lifestyle, you know, even with that, you know, you have to learn the medication you're on, you have to work with the doctor, you know, and that's a process in itself as well. You know, there's the, there's the process of, figuring out who you are and then there's the process of learning what you have to do to get to where you are today you know um i had you know i've had i've gone through all of it you know and um you know finally kind of you know realizing that you know i have to have levels you know just like you said your body composition right your body composition can be different which affects your brain you know so if your body composition is different you know that can affect your brain as far as you know certain levels of whatever you're having to get in order to get the right balance, you know? Um, you know, I went from, you know, I didn't get tested at all as far as blood levels, different stuff like that for like a year to where now it's every three months, you know, just to make sure, you know, that my body composition isn't changing because, you know, like I said, it was 40 pounds to where I am now. Um, all those things affect your, your brain health, you know? Yeah. It's a, we are, we are holistic beings. Our, our, body, our mind, our spirit all have to work in combination with one another. And when one is outside, uh, we, we compensate for it in, in ways that don't serve us well. Uh, no, no, they really don't. If you get the wrong ones, man, you get weird, you know, uh, you know, that, that, um, you know, that it, it, it is a dangerous cycle, but you have to, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, it's a combination of all the things that kind of have to happen, but once you get it right, it's, you know, you're like, wait, I'm, I'm myself, you know? And, uh, when you finally kind of get there, that that's, that's a huge blessing. And also re realizing triggers and, you know, what is this happening? And, you know, all those things really matter inside of this, but also realizing that you're still a person and you can still function at a super high level, you know, creativity, my creativity is probably through the roof. Right. You know, with uh, some of the things I can do on a marketing level and different things like that. And, um, you know, that's a huge blessing and, and not everybody can do that, you know, and um, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things inside of that, that, um, you know, yeah, things happen the way it did, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's okay, you know, and uh, I'm great. Am I happy? Yeah. The answer is yes. I'm, I'm happy most of my life. I have a, you know, I have a great life. I have great friends. I have a, my girlfriend is amazing. I just, that's recent, but 
Um, you know, all the things that are kind of coming through my life right now, um, since I made the changes I've made and, and done the things I've done, I, you know, I can't, I couldn't be any more blessed than I am right now. Isn't it true when, 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 uh, it's almost like life, we, we hold, we hold back the flow of life, right? The flow yeah. of things because we, we, we are locked behind we're blocking everything else. We know that there's, we know that there's something just on the other side of that. And it's just up to us to like smash the dam. And then all of a sudden, all those things we knew were there, like all of a sudden they start coming. Sure. To, and it's, and you can pinpoint almost that moment when you said no more, I'm making these changes. I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm getting healthy, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, boom, just like, count it and it's not that the it's not that it's easy necessarily no there's nothing easy about it right it's fulfilling and you feel you just feel like a cleanliness of spirit maybe is that yeah yeah i would say um you know i would basically say i guess it's a psychic change almost okay. um you you kind of change your mentality you know where my old mentality was i need this and need that and need that and you know i have to have this and you know, now it's more along the lines of people, you know, what are my relationships like? How are my friendships? You know, how important are those to me where it used to not quite be the same, you know, and while there's a humbling experience inside of that, there's also the, you know, the, the beauty of it as well that, you know, I'm now having a, you know, it, it's just a different person. And, you know, when you can get outside yourself, it, makes things so much, I, I guess it, it just makes it nicer as far as a life, you know, um, material things will come and go and everything else like that, but you know, you can't die with it. Um, you know, I, you know, I guess you could put your, you know, your GTR in the, you know, you can put your GTR in the, you know, funeral home with you or whatever, but at the end of the day, who you are as a person and who your friends are, you know, that's what matters the most. Yeah, that's true. I want to give a shout out to some of our listeners. Uh, Renee Kessler doing a series with her on summits and a book that she wrote. Uh, she says, hi, Jason and Matt. Hi, Renee. <laughs> Good to have her on there. And then sometimes this great platform just says, hey, LinkedIn user. Hey, guys. Smiley face clap. Got a little uh, emoji. It's like a little one of these. Is it this? There we go. Is it this? I feel like it's this. Oh, I guess I guess it would be this type deal. Yeah, perfect. I like that. Oh, and my, my buddy Dave, Dave. David says, hey, Jason. I think he probably meant to say, hey, Jason. Hey, Dave. Hey, David. So uh, before we get off here, tell me, tell me, you got a lot of tattoos. I got a few. Yeah. I got like, I don't know. I, I tell people I got like four. Is that four contiguous tattoos? So there's like a, there's a five now. So it's five. So <laughs> I have one arm. I have another arm. I have my whole back. You're counting major have, body parts. Huh? You're counting major body parts. That's yeah. Tat, tat. So that's like one. So this is two and then there's three and then there's four. And then there's an undisclosed one that we won't be talking about on the show. Oh, or will we? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. We're not doing that. No, not. I'm in the wrong career field now for that. 
That's true. I'm in the wrong career field for that. We can't talk about that. Somebody's going to see it. Real estate. You're, you're, yeah. There's a couple that know, but it's fine. You're in the business of sprucing things up. Yeah. Well, I do that well, but I still have a, you know, there's a tattoo on my butt, but what I, it I, I would assume it was on your butt. That's yeah. It was for a birthday thing and a bet. I lost. Those are the those are the best though. I those lost. Memories. I lost. So. <laughs> I <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had a tattoo yet, and I thought of getting one. You want to go get one with me? I so here's my thing. I'm so I uh, don't think I'm crazy. I went on a I went on a man weekend about a, year, a little over a year ago, uh, maybe a little less less than a year ago, something like a year ago, right? Um, kind of a self development man weekend, and. Uh, they, it was kind of this, this thing where, you know, you choose a name, you choose an animal name for yourself, kind of like, you know, American Indians. Uh, and, and so you, the, the name really should represent who you are, who you see yourself as. And my, I chose at the end of this weekend, I chose the name honorable Falcon oh. shows this because. Uh, I love I love the idea of a falcon. There's very few of them. They fly high. They fly across the kingdoms. They can see really far. And then when they come down, they're in. They kill and they're out, right? And that represents me. Like I, you know, you might not see me. I'm hiding out and I'm seeing across to see far. Um, and there's I feel like there's few of us. So and, you're getting an honorable falcon on your butt. Well, <laughs> I could I could, but I would never be able. I would. Never be able to Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of putting one like on my shoulder and onto the back, like so the wing kind of comes out this way, and then that's around to the wing in the back, and then that and I, but I don't know what to do with the head because the head, like, I don't know. The shoulder. I'm semi serious about it. I'd love to see to kind of like a kind of like the falcon is like. Oh, you want him like in there? Like. Like cupping the cupping my shoulder with the wing on one side. Yeah, so the wing comes out here, and then the head comes up here, tails down there, and then the other wing kind of comes out the other side. I got some tattoo artists, so if you need one, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So when are you gonna do it? Would it would next time we next time we're doing this together, you're gonna show up and be like, "Hey, look what I did." It I'll seems be, I'll be ecstatic. I'll go get one too. We can check. Well, let, let me ask you this. You've got a lot of tattoos. Should I start off as a sissy? I'm generally a sissy about pain. Should I start off with a smaller one or should I just go for the gusto? So you should go for the gusto. I made the mistake, 18 years old, scared to death, scared to death. I had one of those, like, I call them man tramp stamps or whatever. So I had one of those, like, tribal things, you know, but I was too scared to go all the way around my arm. Yeah. So I have like a little half tribal is pretty embarrassing. So that's been covered up, but then I covered that up again. So I'm finally done covering this side up because oh. it was a little bit of a, you know, when I was young, I was like, Oh yeah, let's just hammer down on that thing in my buddy's basement. I got this. And so this happened in my buddy's basement. Really? Oh yeah. By a professional tattoo artist. I mean, he is now, but um, he wasn't at the time. You are gutsy. Yeah, I threw up after that. It was like four and a half hours. What? Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing, so he was just pressing down, and I was like, are you sure it's supposed to feel like this? And he's like, of course it is. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is killing me. 
So that was that was the roughest one I had for sure. Just because he was, like I said, I felt like he was scribbling with a razor blade on my inner arm. It sounds terrible. Well, I, that's not the way it's supposed to feel. That's not normal. Okay. My whole arm was bruised at the end of this thing, and you know, and then I walked outside, threw up. And then I was like, wow, this is so awesome. And I was like, what did I just do? You know, now that I'm 39, you know, everything changed. I was like, wait. So the good news is, you know, at least I can give you the right direction as far as, you know, where to start. Yeah. Yeah. If your tattoo artist is down to doing the basement, you should wait. And or also, if you want a big tattoo like that, you should make sure they're booked out for a while as well. Oh, that's. You don't do this on a whim. That's the. Okay. So you find people who are so good that everybody wants them. Yeah. They're booked out. Yeah. You you want somebody that's not going, Hey, Oh, I can get you in right now. You know? Yeah. Just come on in. We'll put a little tattoo on your butt. (laughs) Where? So so where was this bet? Was this in like a Vegas thing or a friend of mine? Yeah. Uh, She just said, you won't do it. And I said, yeah, well, bet you I will. And I did. So I tried to do that at a, I was at my first real estate convention. I tried to convince some of the people that were with me that it was a good idea to go do that in Austin, Texas and said they were going to do it. And then they didn't know I was serious, but I was full serious. (laughs) We didn't end up getting it. I thought we were all going to get matching, not that one, but you know, I thought we were all going to get matching tattoos. Yeah. Of like homes or the. Well, yeah, no. Well, of course not homes. I wouldn't yeah, here, let me, let me show you my house on my butt. Yeah, or a little R sign, a little realtor sign. Yeah, that would have been cute. You know, you put the realtor there. Like a release. Oh, it's official. <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't even remember what it was. It wasn't anything special or whatever. So we ended up going and riding a mechanical bull later instead of going to get um, maybe his lips or something. I don't know. It was something retarded. So I, I, I'm glad I didn't do that, but I was down at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we ended up going and getting little scooters. Have you ever been to Austin? I was up to Austin once. Yes. Okay. Austin's a blast. So Austin's one of the best cities ever. So we got the little scooters, cruised those around, ended up finding a little mechanical bull area. And uh, then we all jumped on that. And, um, you know, it was a good time. That's, I I love, I, I, I think that. Uh, you want to bring me your man weekend. I think that you and I are kindred souls when we're traveling we we could be we could be we don't want yeah i've got some i've got some experiences yeah (laughs) from business travel (laughs) yeah i do too yeah business travel can get it's fun (laughs) yeah i have a tendency to do karaoke a lot oh so my karaoke song is uh snoop dogg gin and juice oh gin and juice that's what i do I did it at a really nice hotel and you want to talk about, and I don't know the, you know, the, the, the non-edited one. I don't know the regular, or the, I don't know the edited one. I only know the non-edited one. And it was on a new year's thing at this really super nice hotel. And I, and I came in they're like, are you going to do karaoke? And I was like, of course I will. Let me get in there. So I did. I was <laughs> doing karaoke in uh, Salt Lake city. And it was my second night doing karaoke. I had some people I was taking out for business purposes. They were enjoying karaoke too. And then the mood struck me, and I've never I've never done this song before. 
but the mood struck me in the middle of this, you know, karaoke time with these people I'm selling on some stuff uh, to sing um, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit the Frog, why are there so many songs about rainbows? Oh, I bet it was beautiful. In the style of Kermit the Frog. That's beautiful. And I did, I was like, why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? In the bar, in the bar at the karaoke for a business trip, mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, totally. And the one of the dudes filmed it, and then offered me a job. See, that's see, that's that's yeah. networking right there. Whether, whether gin and juice or Kermit the Frog, that's real networking. Yeah, I pulled it out a second time when I was at a karaoke. I was doing karaoke someplace else, just to, at a place I, I frequent around here, and there was there was a guy who just seemed like he was like. I don't know. It seemed like he was in competition or something like that. It, you know, bar karaoke, which seems a silly place to be in a competition. So and, hey, he was the next American Idol. Well, maybe I don't know. Okay. So he he felt it seemed like he was competing with me. Like I was supposed to like one up each of his songs or something like that because we were just like. And so Kermit the Frog. He would do Elton John. You would do I, something else. Song and he just kind of like looked at me, kind of like bring it, brother. Oh wow. Dude, I whipped out I whipped out Kermit the Frog. And the whole the whole bar was singing along with me. And it was like checkmate. <laughs> like I'm good in this. Yeah, you won. They're just like killed it. <laughs> How did you learn that song? You just woke up and you're like, you know, I'm gonna learn Kermit the Frog song. That way I, business trips, I can get deals. I've known it. I just, I it, like, I don't know where I learned it. It's, it's, it's been in my head. And then I, but then I Googled all the words, of course, because it's got this too. I got you. But, and no, and there's, and it's, but there it actually is a song on the karaoke player. So if you can go ask for Kermit the Frog. You know what? I'm going to do it. You totally should. I'm going to do it and I'll have somebody video it and I'm going to send it to you. It totally should. You will be, you'll be the hero of karaoke for that night. I think, yeah, and I'll probably wear like a jersey or something for it. You know, that way the tattoos are out and everything else like that. And then they're going to think I'm going to do some Snoop Dogg. And here I come out with Kermit the Frog. I'm going to learn it. I got you. You'll love it. And seriously, when you pull it out just the right time, it's amazing. I bet. It sounds like it's a, it's a perfect go-to when you, when you need it the most. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> It really is. I bet. I bet it is. Well, this is good, man. I know you got a dinner to go to. Oh, I do. What time is it? It's uh, eight seven twenty-seven for you. Okay, I got a little time. So, what else is on your mind? Oh, I don't know. We've talked a lot about a lot of things. Yeah, we talked about mental health. We talked about tattoos. We talked about karaoke. What's the What's the connection through Frank? So I met Frank, he has a, the Be Encouraged group and everything else like that. I have a different group called We Stay Mentally Strong that I created during COVID. So, um, you know, that was basically a group that, you know, we can support each other through those kind of things and everything else like that. And um, kind of, I personally reached out to Frank um, not too long ago and just said, hey, um, you know, I really need, you know, I'm looking for good people in my life. Uh, good people I can trust, good people that, you know, can kind of put me in the right direction and, um, you know, kind of guide me, you know, and, uh, Frank, I was fortunate enough to kind of get with Frank and, um, 
you know, he's been a huge blessing in my life. I also have another couple other people that, um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a village for me to keep me in check and stuff like that. I get that. So, um, you know, so I have Frank and then, you know, a couple other, you know, older gentlemen that kind of, you know, really speak wisdom in my life, I guess you could say, where I can come back and say, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is what I'm around. This is what I'm thinking. You know, what's your thoughts on this? You know, and, and getting feedback that, I know there's no alternative motives inside of that, you know, um, is a, is a huge blessing, you know? Um, and, and, and I'm trying to gravitate towards kind of the older guys that are, you know, they, they've been there before and they know, you know, these things. And, um, you know, I have another guy, Jerry, that is just phenomenal in my life, you know, on a real estate level, personal level. But for me, it's more about, it's more than business. It's about who I become as a person, you know, and who I'm becoming as a person. You know, because I, you know, I, I is a little bit different of a life uh, back in the day. And um, so there's an adjustment inside of that and realizing, you know, making sure I'm, 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 I want, I use them to hold myself accountable. And uh, the blessing is I'm getting so much more out of it than I really could have ever imagined. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. That's wise of you to, to build that support network. Without that, it's, you know, the, you, you, people reach those times of change and without a map of where to go next. Sure. And you just bound to make it up and it's going to go haywire. But if you can surround yourself with people who've been there, done that, and can speak wisdom back into your life, then you can, I think, navigate that change successfully. That's great. Yeah. I mean, all, all, I've, all I've known is you know, something completely different than, you know, what I'm learning today, you know, and I had a lot of good people around me back in the day. Um, but I messed that stuff up as far as just lifestyle choices, hanging around with gangs, um, you know, things like that, that, um, you know, I had no business being a part of, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that part of my life, I'm so grateful that it's gone, you know, and it's not even a, thought in my mind anymore as far as the people I was around, you know, it's, it, it's, it's nice to just have that out. And then the fact that I have these people coming in and the fact that they believe enough in me to be there for me is, is huge. You know, that's a, that's a huge blessing to have that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you, this group that you're creating or did create through COVID to kind of a support group, it sounds like. Uh, is kind of your way of giving back and kind of encapsulating you know, your your journey for the benefit of those folks, and then probably reciprocally as well. I hope so. I hope uh, you know. I hope so, and I have a passion for that. You know, like when you've gone through it and gone through some of the stuff that you go through, when you come to the other side. You always want to, you know. How could you not want to help somebody else going through that? You know, that's that's for me, that's the biggest blessing we have in life. Yeah. Um, and it's became a passion, you know, and, uh, you know, my demeanors changed from where I was. I was an asshole, you know, full out. I already know that, you know, and I can admit that, you know, and realize that where I am today is not the same person as where I, you know, where I was. Yeah. And um, also realizing that, you know, that lifestyle is not everything it is cracked up to be. That is a fact. So. Cool. Uh, the if people want homes in the Colorado area, we should probably give a shout out to you and your home stuff, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. if anybody wants a house, uh, you can call me, 720-323-4344, a uh, company named J. Matthew Homes. J. Matthew Homes? Yep. Up at the bottom, J. Matthew Homes. Yep. This is not a supported venture. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't ask for this. I appreciate it, but I didn't ask for this. You're uh, on Coffee with Humans. Uh, we just, I just have, I just have coffee. It's it's an evening when we're doing this one, so this is actually water. Matt's got some water there too, but uh, forgot my coffee mug. <laughs> but yeah, we. I just have coffee with anybody who wants to have coffee. You can go to coffeewithhumans.com. If you want to uh, have coffee with me, some of them are live streamed. Uh, and today it was Matt Mormon. Thanks, buddy. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jason. Uh, this was a fun time. I was a little nervous before I got on here, and uh, you made it really welcoming. Well, I'm really thankful, truly, uh, that you would that you would come on here. And I do believe that whenever two people get together, we can choose to create great things and use it for good. So, um, thanks so much for your time, buddy. We'll, we'll get Kermit the Frog. It's coming to you. Just wait. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.